Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone once again to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here, and my favorite part of the week is when we do Ransom Notes. And uh, I'm so grateful to be the co-pilot of Kathy Ransom, the author of Ransom Notes, the uh, the subject of a de- documentary called Ransom Notes, and our host each and every week, whether it's visual or whether it's uh, audio. Uh, but our radio slash podcast host, Kathy Ransom, is with us once again. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, how are you? The day has been wonderful. Uh, I look forward to early April when we start having a few more songbirds out. And songbirds make me think of what we're going to talk about today, Frank. We're going to talk about making melody in your heart. Now, I don't think I mean getting the cookbook out and stirring things in your stomach, uh, and then you hope that a bird song comes out. We're not going to do that. We're not going to make it that way. But do you have a favorite kind of music, a a, a genre of music? Oh, I I love uh, a lot of different uh, styles of music, but I, I like you. I love classical music, and I love Bach, and I love uh, uh, Mozart, and you know. But I, I you know, I, I like rock. I like um, soft music. But uh, for the most part, when I sum it up, uh, songs and singers. So I love to listen to a beautiful vocalist, uh, and I, I uh, also love to hear a beautiful melody sung by different people. Uh, or played by different instruments. Well, and and I think music in it really has uh, for a long time, from the very beginning, has been a part of our society, and but it's also been a part of our worship. Today's we have uh, certainly in the evangelical community, we've moved different kinds of music in and some of us have had to sort of make some adjustments in what we hear and like but music is such a great way to begin to celebrate the lord it's a way to learn information because some songs carry messages that are from the scripture some songs remind us of things we need to do others are praise songs so i want us just to think a little bit about the music it really, it has been a part of worship from the creation. Although I don't know that I that Adam and Eve sang to each other, no. but we do know that David strummed his harp. And it's amazing in First Chronicles 15, David ordered the Levites, who were the the men that were in the worship area. They were that that, that was the tribe of Levi, and it was their job to be responsible for the worship service. To appoint, he told them to appoint singers to play, and this is the word I love, to play loudly on musical instruments in order to have joy. Well, we have in in our congregation, the music gets a wee bit loud. I think I'm going to have to adjust my happiness button (laughs) uh, to turn down the volume just a bit. But, uh, But certainly from the very beginning. And then as we think more about music, uh, the psalms that people are sort of wanting, that's what they were. They were often psalms or songs that that were sung. 
uh, and or read, and there's lots of them that reference and encourage people to sing and make melody to the Lord. Uh, the uh, it, it says even make melody in your heart. Now, I always think of the melody being out of my mouth, but I suppose uh, since we know that references in the Bible to heart often mean mind, uh, the the words are really part of my mind. So I suppose they do come out of my heart. Uh, Psalms 104 talks about the singing of the birds. And great Scott, I love to hear the birds sing, and that's one of the downsides of, of winter, isn't it? Because... Uh, the birds the birds leave Illinois, I think, mostly. Well, not all of them, but we don't hear as much singing. Uh, in Psalms 98, we find, oh, I, did you know this? The, the, the Psalms there say, the rivers clap their hands and the hills sing for joy. Wow. What do you think, what do you think the psalmist meant when he said the rivers clap their hands? What would represent clapping hands in a river? You know, I, I would think the uh, the waves crashing against rocks, maybe, or just the waves breaking, uh, something along those lines, or you know, maybe even uh, the the steady flow, the steady flow of uh, of a, a river giving a, a rhythm. You know, almost like people clapping yeah. a congregation, giving uh, you know a, a rhythm to uh, to a singer or to a, to a preacher who's singing. It, and, and then it says the hills sing for joy. Well, I think there's winds sort of blow through the, yeah. the, the hillsides and the trees sort of, you know, I think of in the fall, I think of some of those trees and the or- the leaves have turned to orange and yellows. And you hear the, 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 the they, they sort of crackle and they sort of make, they sort of make some. I don't. I wouldn't call it particularly opera singing, but there is there yeah. is music <laughs> in the hills, and uh, Psalms ninety eight says that trumpets and ram horns were used to make a joyful noise before the Lord, and they didn't have cellos and uh, trombones. Uh, they had trumpets, probably that didn't have valves at that time. They were probably just a, a tube, like a bugle. Uh, and then you, you could take, evidently, and I've never had a ram to take his horn off and try and make noise, but uh, I think noise is a good word. I can't think that it would be incredibly great. But if I'm using it to worship the Lord, that's the attitude in the mind. There's another interesting thought in the 149th Psalm. Faithful people were rejoicing and singing for joy on their beds. And I suppose I usually think of standing up or sitting down. I don't think of singing too often when I'm in bed because I'm more anxious to uh, uh, sort of shut eye and begin. And I'm also thinking if I really started singing uh, an opera number or even a a familiar hymn, I'd probably wake up the people in the next room. (laughs) But... You can obviously sing wherever you want. That's what he's suggesting. The In James, which is now in our New Testament, James, he's, he talks about, he has an interesting comparison. He talks about two dimensions of singing. He says, if someone is suffering, pray. But if someone is cheerful, sing. Oh, So if you're cheerful today... I could start singing, but we'd probably drive all of our audience away. <laughs> I, tend, yeah. Yeah. 
I tend to whistle or hum because as I've gotten older, I never had a great voice, but I, I was in some choirs, you know, some simple choirs, but uh, I tend to whistle. And it, I found that that kind of music, and it, it's often just plain, just notes whistling, or it may be a hymn or something that I know, but I use it, and this is sort of interesting, I've realized, when I've gotten upset, and I'm afraid I might say something that's in a tone that would be offensive to somebody, one way I get me back on track is to sort of start whistling. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But no, it's not. It's. it's a, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, a great thing. It's a technique that works yeah. for me, because I don't. I mean, I, I'm an impatient person, and I know that. And so I have found one little thing that sort of helps me to do that. Uh, we we need to think about the, the words that are in the, the songs. Luke one shares the words that Mary, the mother of Jesus, sang. She sang after she knew she was going to have her baby. And she sang it to her cousin Elizabeth, uh, who was the mother of John the Baptist. Um, she, she was so full of joy, she sang a whole song about it. Music is a way to express joy. Uh, I think that's probably one reason that we in, enjoy doing it. In Hebrews, we find that it says that Jesus shares that even Jesus sang. And I'm reminded of the verse, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. I don't know if Jesus had voice lessons, whether he was a tenor or a bass. Yeah. But he's saying, you know, we don't have to be an opera star. We don't have to be making millions of dollars as we sing, sing, uh, whatever type of song you like to sing it's it it's more what you're thinking it's the heart it's the words sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth over and over we hear the words to sing so my challenge to those of you even who have opera voices who have Voices that sing whatever kind of songs you like, use them, even if you're slightly off-key. If you're really off-key, maybe you want to take a long walk in the park and sing. But it's a great way to share. It's a way to thank the Lord, to praise the Lord, to ask for help via the words of the song. Whenever I hear the words of the song, I Surrender All, which was an old, old favorite, and I think of the message, I surrender all I have, and sometimes I forget to do that. That song brings tears to my eyes. I have other songs that bring joy. Music is important in everybody's life, even as a Christian, a follower of God, sing. But as you make that joyful noise, I want to add to our audience today just a funny little ending. I found a list of old-fashioned hymns that someone established and matched them up with jobs that people have. 
my first one I'd share with you, for example, and some of you may not know the song. These are all old fashioned that I remember. Mm -hmm. Because remember, Frank, I'm 88, so I've been around a couple of years. Yeah. So some of these are old ones. But the Weatherman song, I might sing, There Shall Be Showers of Blessing. So you have to sort of think about why does the showers of blessing go with a weatherman? The golfers, you know I play a little golf. Yes. Well, this is the song, and I don't know this song, but it, I think I should learn it when I go out to play. There is a green hill far away. The green hill is where the hole for the golf is. The golf ball is supposed to go in. The politicians, the politicians, you know, we're ready for elections. What's yeah. next? Coming up real quickly. Yes. The first. The, pol <clears throat> the politicians' hymn is standing on the promises. Oh. Those politicians <laughs> promise everything. Now <laughs> you just wish that they would always carry them out. No. Or. The, the the realtor you probably have had common conversations with realtors in your life and the one this is sort of a uh, a gospel southern missouri type song i've got a mansion just over the hilltop that's what the yeah. realtor might want to sing <laughs> and then yeah. i want to close with four songs yeah these i don't know what speed you drive on the highway but if you normally drive about 55 on the highway, the song is God will take care of you. Now, if you up the speed to 75 miles an hour on the highway, nearer my God to the <laughs> Now it gets up to 85. Yeah. This world is not my home. <laughs> this world is not my home. Yeah. 95 miles an hour. Lord, I'm coming home. Oh, no. I know that song, but it makes it, the title certainly. Does. And then 100 miles per hour, precious memories. <laughs> so find find the song, the title that matches somebody you're going to meet as a worker tomorrow and tell him this is the song that he needs to hum or put on his door frame or whatever it might be. And it might be the shopper's hymn, Sweet By and By. Wow. That, that is, listen, that's wonderful. I usually ask you if you have a final thought. I mean, that, that, that this is usually what your final thought is like. It makes me laugh. Do you have a final, final thought? If you drop something when you're young, you pick it up. When you're older and you drop something, you stare at it for a bit, <laughs> contemplating if you actually need it anymore. <laughs> uh, Have a good week. Thank you. You too. Kathy Ransom, everyone, uh, host each and every week. And you've been listening to Ransom Notes. And uh, thank you very much. We know you have uh, a lot of options, but uh, you choose us. And we thank you for that. God bless everyone. There, on behalf of Kathy Ransom, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on... Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.